It's good to see you guys um, have an opportunity to look at the tape. A lot of room for improvement. Thought yesterday was really good in terms of staff all in on uh, ownership and here's what we did well. Here's what we've got to improve. I think the thing that's um, most frustrating for me is that some of these improvements have been too long uh, coming, have um, have been a thorn on our side for too long. And so I think um, us as coaches, we have to own it. I feel like um, we're doing that and uh, being creative in ways to address it. I think the conversations with the team and our players, um, you know, Saturday night through um, through Sunday have been uh, strong and productive. I think a lot of guys were down after the game, and so the process of bringing them up um, only makes us stronger and um, anticipating a really strong uh, day to day. Looking forward to getting the team back together, you know, and um, attacking this week. I think much like the last couple of weeks, the, our, our main focus is going to be to keep the focus on the focus. I think um, with things happening outside of our lane um, to, um, to stay inside of the white lines um, is going to be uh, very key. So with that, take any questions you guys got. John Warner, Michael Tribune here. Dave, obviously the big news this morning is Joey going to Tech. Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like he can transition well into the head coaching role, and, and how big a loss is it for you guys? I'm excited for Joey. I told him that this morning. I'm excited for Debbie and for his family. You know, um, I think we talked last time about one of the first times I met Joey, and my um, my respect for him and uh, um, my view of him has really was really shaped from that from that specific time, but it's only grown throughout our time here together. And, um, you know, I know that this is something that um, he's worked for. You, know, you look at just Joey and his career and his story, um, what a journey he's been on. And um, for him to have an opportunity uh, at Tech, um, I'm, I'm really happy for him. And I told him that and I, uh, I wish him all types of success. And, you know, um, he is uh, beloved here. And so, um, you know, he took some time this morning to go around and say his goodbyes to uh, to uh, uh, to the Baylor football family. And so excited for him. I think he's going to do great. Uh, you know, he will uh, energize that fan base and that team. Coach Curtis Golan, KCEN, Channel 6 here in Waco. What is it, two things. One, what is it about Joey that makes him, like you said, so capable of being a successful head coach? And two, on your recruiting front, mm -hmm. what is it you guys lose with Joey going to te uh, Texas Tech? I think, I think Joey's very, uh, very personable. I think he brings um, energy. I think he has um, has um, has joy inside of him. I think that comes out when you spend time with him. I think recruiting-wise, um, you know, there has been um, intentional team recruiting throughout. And Joey's been a big part of that. I think there's been some specific recruits where he's been probably more involved than others, but has really touched them all. And so um, it's really going to be for us making um, the, 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 um, some of the parts even greater and bringing out um, not only our, our um, defensive staff that has relationships with kids, but our offensive staff, right, pulling on more of our, our area coaches and just getting more, um, uh, more people involved. I think we've got ourselves a great class. We're looking to finish strong. 
David Smoke, Sicker 365 Radio. You waited for him to make a decision when you got the job, mm-hmm. and you were patient with that. What did you learn about him at that time? I think, um, you know, I, Joey is someone I think that always, um, I think he's got a, a, a strong, um, um, he's got a strong care factor for people. I think he has, um, he's got himself a really big heart. I think, you know, I see Debbie and his wife the same way. Um, and I see, I see, um, you know, I go back to that time. I just remember coming in and knowing how tight the team was and knowing how uh, connected they were to their coaches and seeing Joey as a, as a central part in that. And so, you know, was fortunate that all that worked out the way it did. And I think, you know, he will build a culture there of uh, really connected people and, and a connected team. All right, Siri, wake a trip. Dave, not Joey question. Uh, Gary had a string of games early in the season, no picks. Mm-hmm. He's had a few games in a row where he has thrown some. How have, what have y'all targeted in terms of, you know, why this, why these are happening? And do you have, still have the utmost confidence in him, you know, going forward? That's a good question. I do, uh, very much so. Um, I have great confidence in Gary. You know, I look at, you know, just this past game, I know um, – the, uh, the throws that he made, the the effort that uh, that he displayed, you know, I think there was the the, the throwback pass, there was the uh, a fourth down um, throw to, to Ben, there was the end of the game throw to Ben. I think in all of those three instances, there's people right in his face as he's throwing it, and that ball was just put exactly where it needs to be. And um, you know, I think at halftime, even you know, pulling back from all that, at halftime it was, hey, you know. Run game wise, again, similar to some of the um, the Oklahoma State uh, discussions we were having of safety's way in the fit and that versus certain formations, hey, we can throw the ball over their heads. We got to connect on it, and we come right out and do it. I think uh, he answered the bell so many times in that game, and um, you know we would be in TV timeouts and all of it on the sidelines, and you would see guys kind of panting, kind of getting their breath. You would see guys uh, kind of looking around. Trying to make eye contact, kind of see is there where's the belief? Do you believe? Do you believe? You kind of read that, and then I'm looking around, and then I see Gary, and Gary's just looking at me, and he like you know he winks at me, and so that's him. That's completely him, and so um, wouldn't want anyone else. Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider. Dave, you mentioned the pass rush after the game. Is that? Uh something that needs to be, you know, situational substitution, or is there other ways to kind of create the pressure you need? Yeah, it's a really good question. That is one thing that um, has, we have not, we have not improved. And I think it hasn't been for lack of trying, but um, we as coaches, we just need to be better, you know, for us to go through uh, this season and uh, potentially come to an end of the season and say, you know, it could have been this, or we could have had that, or, you know, we really never fixed this. That's, that's completely on us. And, um, that was the message, you know, um, here these uh, these last couple hours watching the tape. And so I just think, um, one, it would be uh, pulling aside or taking away time that is normally um, given to individual and really making it specific, like um, scramble rules. And so ones versus ones, good versus good, quarterback scrambles, secondary has to plaster. You know, there's a critical third down where we did not um, execute that the way we need to. And so I think um, whereas we get the reps in an individual drill or we get the reps in maybe in a team setting, it's not as competitive as something like that. And um, I think that's needed. 
Um, it's it's past due, really. And then I think two would be, you know, the the level rush accountability. And so whether it is a star, or it's a corner, or it's a safety, or a defensive end rushing off the edge, getting to the level of the quarterback, right? Knowing what the level of each quarterback is, and getting to that level and being held accountable for it every day. So there's a number count. There's um, you know, if we don't get there, here's what happens. You know, here's the, um, the 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 payment, so to speak. And so I think those things have to happen to be able to break through through the other side of uh, and of um, you know uh, containing the quarterback. The third thing with that would be in our creepers or simulated pressures is to um, our three techniques or our four eyes. Sometimes when they are contained, is stepping out as opposed to getting vertical. I think that technique change is needed. You know, there's too many times Saturday where. We had some pressure on the interior rush, and the quarterback is, you know, when stuff comes inside, the quarterback's going to go outside. And so those that three technical four-eye, getting too vertical and getting pinned as opposed to stepping out, playing through the tackle. If it's an ear hole, get vertical. If it's a face mask, get across. And those things, um, you know, we made it harder than it needs to be. And so I think those, those three prescriptions can help. I think a total focus by the defensive staff is definitely needed. Dave John Morris, Baylor Radio with uh, Fox Big Noon. Kickoff coming in. How important is it with that? How important is that to you? And then a great crowd, atmosphere, and turnout Saturday. Very excited um, for Fox coming. You know, I think the the opportunity to put uh, Baylor football um, right out in front there with with their TV show and having having folks there and cheering. You know, I think you know we've been blessed by a great um, home schedule, and I you know. You and I know that it has um, has benefited us, and I think as the season has gone on, we have um, really matured into a good home field advantage team. And so, to be able to show all aspects of that um, to anyone that wants to tune in, I think is is way key for us. I think we've um, we've had a lot of strides to get there. So I think showing that in the morning is great, and then at the game, you know, the the opportunity to affect uh, cadence, you know, to get um, our opponent to go a silent count. To get to third downs and they can't hear when they're making, an, is it five zero? Do I slide to the right? Do I slide to the left? Right? It's an audible. What is he saying? To get all of those things, those those steel downs for you and those steel plays for you, and so uh, we've shown that we can do that. Uh, we're going to need to do that again. Dave Tyquan Thornton Thornton has just had an outstanding year. What has he done since last year to kind of, you know, go to this level? I think he's matured. I think you know uh, Ty has some. Um, I think Ty has been, from the very beginning, blessed with great length and speed and athleticism. I think where Ty has really grown is his habits, his practice habits, uh, his mindset, his attitude towards work. I think those things have really taken off. And I think um, there was some, there were some um, probably hard lessons in all that. Um, from you know, I think one of the things with the COVID year is that it's it's difficult to push people when you're afraid of losing people. And so I think, you know, whether it was my still learning um, our team or it was it was their ability to kind of get out and go um, if if all of this, you know, is not a good situation. So I think there was times where I think some bad habits were sustained. And um, I think for Ty, his ability to recognize that and attack those things has really led to just a, a strong growth. Really proud of him. I mean, that's. You'd like to think that that's what the thing is that you'd want out of all your people is for them to kind of look in and then get it right. And then on the outside, kind of stuff comes to them. And it's, it's that way with Ty. 
Hey Dave, Jack Allen, ABC 25 in Waco. Um, I was just wondering, you mentioned that you want to keep things focused between the white lines, but mm -hmm. with everything going on with Coach McGuire, with being on Saturday, all that, where would you say the mental state of this team is right now on Monday? I think it's I think it's going to be focused. I think you know um, our our meeting that we'll have in a couple hours will address these things. Um, you know, every every week we allow for you know non football time with our coaches, and so we're we're you know how's school doing, how's your family doing, and those are going to be um, available times to talk about um, some of the topics that you just mentioned. I think I'm going to be working that as well. I think when it gets to um, the football the football time, though, whether it's meetings or whether it is um, on the field, I think everyone knows what's um, what's uh, waiting for us there on Saturday, and um, the 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 stage that we've got and the opportunity that's at hand, and I know that everyone knows uh, the type of effort that it'll take, and so, you know, I think for me, like pulling back from even just your question there, you know, to, to relate it to the, this past week, for me to get it to where it is completely intrinsic and nothing extrinsically motivated. So it's all about, hey, I'm going to be on purpose today. I'm going to get better today. These are things that I'm going to attack. I think that can be a superpower. I think it's easy to say. I think it's hard to do. And I think, um, you know, that's a, that's a fight that, um, uh, I'm willing to uh, to fight to the end for because I feel like if you can do that um, as a team, you're only going to grow. And as a as a person, once you leave football, um, that's about all you can count on. I think being rewarded from the outside can pull you a whole bunch of different ways. And so I think this is a, um, in the long view a really good lesson to be involved in. Hey, Coach Nikki Latarula from Channel Six. What do you see from OU, and what do you think their biggest challenges that they'll present? The um, appreciate the question. The quarterback has injected their offense with um, some firepower. I think they have always done a good job with their run game. Um, it is always attached to RPOs. You know, I think um, we struggled with RPOs just this past week. Um, their um, uh, Caleb's ability to hit uh, receivers in stride with tight coverage. I think stands out. I think the skill on the perimeter stands out. But I think um, Oklahoma does a nice job of of um, uh, bait and switch, of really setting up a run, right, getting a look they want, and then taking advantage of it with a designed RPO. And I think they've been able to jump ahead on folks through through that um, um, through that progression, and it's going to be for us to uh, disrupt it. Coach Eric Kelly, Fox 44 Sports. Just in terms of whenever you have this type of staff change, obviously you kind of have to move people around. What's the game plan in terms of filling those coaching roles the rest of the season? We're working on that right now. I think we've got a few um, few capable guys that are that are in-house that we're talking to right now about working, um, working out to help with the outside linebackers. So I think it's a great opportunity. I feel really good about our staff, our young people, and just their work ethic and their ability to learn and grow and I think um, however it ends up, they're going to be way excited to be able to help this team and recognize kind of the path we're on and where we can end up, and they want to be able to have a, a, um, some say in it. So excited for that. Garrett Ross, Bears Illustrated. <clears throat> Y'all, the secondary has struggled over the past three games. How do you sure up the back end heading into this Oklahoma game with their receiver core that they have? Yeah, I think I um, appreciate that question. I think – 
Um, communication will be the first thing. I think I have talked a lot about, you know, competitive maturity and when things are, are, are competitive or pressurized, how um, that can create abnormal behavior. You can get out of yourself and whether it's a fight or whatever it was. And, and that, was, that was a big concern going into this last game. And one of the things I was proud of that we didn't get involved in with the chippiness and, and um, whatever was happening, you know, in between the white lines and even on the sidelines at times, um, I thought there was a, that was a huge area of, of growth for us. You know, I think that first half penalties, um, disconcerting, but then the second half I thought I did much better. Where I think I, I um, have not done a good enough job is talking about when things are competitive or pressurized, that communication holds. And I think that happened on Saturday, and um, both offensively and defensively. But, um, you know, you silo off where it's, you know, I'm kind of tight right now. This is a big moment, and now all of a sudden I'm not talking anymore, right? And now all of a sudden I don't know what my, the guy to my left or right is doing, so I may just do my own thing. So there's some of that. And so I think, you know, communication breeds confidence, and for us to, in those moments, be able to communicate and, you know, uh, play as a team, I think, is the difference. I think some of that has come up on the road and it hasn't really come up at home. Um, and so that is, that is something that um, we've got to improve on. I think the other phase with that is going to be um, the improved pass rush, along with communication in the back end. It's going to be pass rush on the front end. You know, there was a there was a particular play, and we're in Tampa coverage and uh, simulated pressure, and we had linebacker in the big gap and the tackle uh, for – TCU squeezes down the linebacker in the B-gap, so the end's a free runner at the quarterback, and he had to maneuver and throw the ball quick, and it was an out route into cover two, and the corner's there, the, the star is there, and it's a bang-bang play. And um, there was not a lot of those instances in that game. You know, for the amount of zone coverage that we play, right, where it's vision and break and all of it, you know, it is uh, a lot of that's predicated on a rush, right? And so... Um, you're talking about guys that are midpointing between their guys, reading the guy with the ball, trying to get, trying to steal second off the pitcher, and um, and make a play. And I think when there's not when there's not a real effective rush, um, and I take responsibility for that. When there's not an effective rush, uh, um, the coverage and zone I think falters pretty strong, and um, we saw too much of that. And so I think the ability to to, to uh, get quarterbacks to to um, to move fast and get quick decisions and get the ball out of their hands by attacking protections is a big area of improvement um, with our secondary. Dave, the new facility, how do you feel like that's going to benefit the football program? Excited about that. You know, um, I have been able to spend time with both Jeremy and Christy and just beautiful family and, you know, my wife, Dion, and um, my kids were able to hang out with their kids and, the girls are all talking um, at the end of the table. We're at breakfast, and they're talking about boys, and we're trying to figure out, like, what boy? Like, what are you talking about, man? You know, boys. And so I think, like, just it, it's just great family, and I think it's just way um, – it, it is one of the um, – you know, just for me, just in this world, just the opportunity to meet really cool people and um, that are had their, had their feet in the ground, way successful, big hearts – can see it all, know where it all fits, or just real with stuff. That's just, you know, you wish there was more of them, you know. And I think, um, and that's not even really saying with all the, the money, it's just just quality people. And so I think, you know, that type of relationship and then, you know, to hear that they're um, they're they're going to uh, donate the money they are to help get that thing going, I think for us it's needed and um, it's going to help us with recruiting. And I know that um, 
it's going to, it's really going to propel us to that next level. And I'm excited for that. 